Support for WRFA is brought to you in part by the United Ways of Chautauqua County. United Way is a nonprofit organization with a mission to mobilize the community to help every person and family improve their lives. Last year, their Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, or VITA program, helped 1,400 households file their taxes for free. This year, the expanded child tax credit is available to Chautauqua County households with children, even if they don't normally file taxes or have a recent income. Nearly every parent or caregiver of a child with a Social Security number can receive up to $3,600 per child, and it's not too late. Learn more at getctc.org chq. It only takes about 15 minutes online to claim the child tax credit and learn about eligibility. The United Ways of Chautauqua County, proud supporters of Community Radio in Jamestown, New York. To learn more, visit UASCC.org or UnitedWayNCC.org. You've been listening to Community Matters. Ron Graham is known to many in the Jamestown area, whether through his work with Chautauqua Striders or with Infinity Performing Arts. We talked to two local musicians about the impact Ron has had on the community, as well as about a fundraising event to help him in his time of need. We are glad to welcome to our WRFA studios local musicians and teachers, Mark Alpaw and Steve Davis, here to talk about a man who's had a major impact on the community when it comes to the performing arts, Ron Graham. So thanks for both of you for coming in this morning. Thanks, Julia. Yes, thank you for having us. So, you know, one of the things that people say, well, why are we talking about Ron Graham? Ron Graham, long history here in Jamestown, and uh, is someone who we found out recently is battling uh, stage four esophageal cancer. He just started treatment, and they are working to put on together an event to defray his medical costs. But first, I, you know, we kind of get an introduction. Who, who would like to tell me? Who is Ron Graham? You want to go first, Mark? Uh I knew about Ron Graham only from after I finished college, came back to Jamestown in the 80s. I knew about Ron Graham just starting the Striders program. And uh, I didn't know Ron himself only by reputation. I had actually knew his brother Lonnie before I ever met Ron. And so that was my introduction to him. Ron came and introduced himself to me. But my whole acquaintance with him was just hearing his name uh, acquainted with Striders program. Mm-hmm. And Steve, how did you come to know Ron? Um, I don't remember meeting Ron, but um, I remember when Ron came into my life, We he started the, well, Carol Faison started, the late Carol Faison started the uh, Chautauqua Youth Mass Gospel Choir. And Ron was one of the coordinators uh, along with her and a bunch of other adults. And he kind of just took me under his wing um, when I was very young. 12, 13 years old, and um, uh, got to know my sister really well and asked her what she wanted to do musically, and she said that she had been trying to put together a vocal group, and he had asked her to, you know, get some young people together, and we, we met at the Women's Y, and then we started having rehearsals, I mean, in my parents' living room on Washington Street here in Jamestown, and then we later uh started meeting with uh mark uh ron wanted us to uh have some legit instruction just wanted some guidance yes yes yes, some some guidance behind what we were behind what we were doing and um brought on mark and then we started working with him in the um uh, in his classroom at washington middle school right so where we're talking about here is we're talking about very infant 
days before Infinity Performing Arts became Infinity Performing Arts, essentially, then. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Ron approached me and said, I've, I've been working with these kids, but they need some guidance. They need some work, and they're going to do a concert down at the... Um, down at JCC, and yes. would you come and watch him? You remember that, Steve? Wow! <laughs> and uh, he said, "Would you come down and watch him?" And I, I went down, and and I knew Steve. I've known Steve for over thirty years since since both he and his sister were were children, and so I, I've been acquainted with the, the Davis family for many many years. And yes. so I went down and heard him, and I you know I saw the potential of of these young people. And Ron said, "You know, would you work with them?" And I said, "All right." And um. He said, well, I can get access to funds. I can write some grants and get some money, but, you know, we would need a place to rehearse. And I said, well, maybe we could do this in my classroom after school, because at that time I was working at Washington Middle School. And Ron is one of these people, he's this sort of galvanizing force, and he seems to know everybody. Ron is one of these people that they say, Ron's never met a stranger. You know, he, he seems to know everybody and is connected. And so he would set up these meetings with my department head and with my um, principal at school to see if this was all legit, that we could do this, in fact, under the sort of umbrella of the Jamestown Public Schools. And would that be okay to do it after hours? So we got the kids together in my classroom, and Ron had funds to get us a few little microphones and PA equipment. And he brought all these students together. He found them at Jamestown High School. And that was the beginning of the Infinity program. Started in my classroom. Um, but then at the same time, the, the crazy thing about that was, is he said, I'm going to get us a, a space downtown. You know, to which at that point, I was actually kind of cynical. And I'm like, yeah, okay. You know? you too? <laughs> yeah, not really thinking, okay, this is going to happen, you know, thinking, oh, okay, well, you know, we'll just do this out of my classroom and that'll be fine. And this is fun for me. And it's great for these, for these uh, young people. And, you know, within a month of Ron telling me that, he said, come on downtown. And I went downtown and he found the space down here below the ridge, right next door. Mm -hmm. You know, which was an old empty dress store or maybe pharmacy at one point. Yeah, I think it was a pharmacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had that and he had an architect in there. And yeah. And it's like, oh. <laughs> so he actually has a space and he has somebody. And he's asking me, well, how could we set this up? You know, somebody's actually asking my input. Where, where could we put a stage and where could we put a booth for recording and all this? And I was like, wow, this is actually going to happen. He's going to do this. And so Ron laid all the groundwork from, you know, what had started in a living room, moved to a school classroom, and now was actually going to have a physical space in Jamestown. It was incredible. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember exactly when that space, which it, the space it was... Maybe 2000. 2000? Yeah. Yeah, somewhere yeah. around there, 2000. 2000. Yeah. I don't think I was into space until maybe 2002. It was uh, H. Carl McCall, former state comptroller, running for governor against uh, George Pataki, came came through Jamestown, and, and Ron had invited him in and said, hey, we're going to we'll do an event here at Infinity. So that was the first time I was in that space. And I don't remember who the young women, their, their names were, but I think there's three of them got up to sing, and they yeah. opened their mouths, and my jaw mm -hmm. just dropped. yeah. I, I was so blown away. I said, my gosh, 
This is what's happening in this space in downtown Jamestown. We have this in down this talent, this program, uh-huh. and I just. I, I just was beside myself. I couldn't believe it. And I, I don't remember anything about, you know, the campaign stuff. I just remember Carmel Call was there. But I just, that was my first exposure to Infinity and what Ron Graham was trying to do here. And so you both were, were still involved at that point, too. Well, you were still involved with Infinity to this day, last I knew, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Steve is, yeah. And Steve, you, you nodded when I said that the young woman, you knew who I was talking about. Um, I... Vaguely, um, well, I mean, I I can't pinpoint who exactly exactly who it was. It may have been my sister, Charmaine Davis, Jessica Smith, and Cameron Cameron Howie. Yeah, Cameron yes. Howie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, and 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 just to think that you know how Ron, I mean, being involved with that with this program, you know, what we saw happen, and moving forward i mean i think you know infinity programs from leaps and bounds over the deck and we say decades now which is yeah, that yeah. yes. so yeah. and uh you know what was from your experience i mean what what is what would ron do next i mean obviously he got the space downtown he got the architect and we know that the program got started what happened after that he was able to he was able to get performing opportunities for these kids. Uh, to me, one of Ron's great legacies um, in in the Infinity program was he was able to cross borders. I mean, he was able to find kids from different schools, from different age groups, and from different ethnicities, gender, the whole thing, yes. and bring them all together. You know, under one umbrella, which is music, and have it be outside of the public school setting which was you know which we didn't have and his thing about the public school thing was the the public school music programs were wonderful and and uh, such an institution in our area Uh, but he wanted to offer a different outlet which could enhance the opportunities for some of those students Mm -hmm. and so that was you know something you know, 30 years ago that Jamestown didn't have, or 20 years ago that we just didn't have at that time. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I noticed with the Infinity, with the style of singing and performing that the kids were doing is that, yeah, you would hear about, you know, maybe jazz bands in high schools and things, but maybe not so much rock bands. Mm-hmm. And I saw that happening with the Infinity program and, you know, even the stylistic singing, and you have, you know, traditional choir in schools or traditional orchestras or whatever have you, but maybe not... The different styles of things that I mean, there's a wide variety of talent and and within the uh, different genres, everything for you know, talking about. You said you know gospel music in your background, Steve, and then you know through R and B, and then also you know you, you go all the way up to operatic. But that's you know different you know outside of maybe the pop genres. But I don't even I don't know if I would even call gospel and so much pop because it's it's a style that takes an enormous amount of talent to be able to perform. And these kids were doing this kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, he was able to recognize talent in young people. Ron always called himself a music junkie. He said, I could never play an instrument. He said, I always made my kids play instruments. They'd have to wake up in first thing in the morning. <laughs> I'd make them practice before they'd go to school. So he is really a lover of music, doesn't play himself, 
but really felt that he had, I think, done as much as he could with the track thing, and but he still had this itch to be involved in music somehow, and this was his way to do that because he recognized the talent um, in some of these young people in Jamestown, which needed expressing and um, find another avenue for them. Mm-hmm. And if you were going to say in terms of legacy on the music side, I mean, what would you say your takeaway is when it comes to Ron Graham? I mean, you've, you've stated some already, Mark, but Steve, what would you add to that? Um, I don't necessarily think that I would be as far in my music career and what I'm doing um, without Ron Graham and the Infinity Program and especially Mark, who... Uh, major huge mentor um for me in in my musical path um and without ron i mean you know our connection wouldn't have uh sustained so long mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i know that we're here talking about music and you've mentioned the track part in that mark you mentioned you knew uh, ron initially from striders and the thing about this event coming up, that's coming up on Saturday, August 6th at Jackson Taylor Park is that it's, it, there is a running aspect to it for sure. It, it, there's a 5K uh, that's part of it. There's a community walk. Uh, there's also this thing, they're doing like a Hot Shots basketball contest. So uh, we will, if you're, you know, for those of you listening to WRFALP, we will have information, links to things on our website for you so you can uh, find how you can register in advance. But yeah, this event is being called Ronnie's Way 5K. So are, are you either of you involved? Are you, are you doing anything that day of the event? Or Yes, yes. We'll be hanging out, playing some music, um, gathering some musicians, and um, hopefully Mark will be, yeah, I'll be uh, hanging out with us. And, and plan some some do what uh, I can. Oh, <laughs> we're gonna have some fun. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What time are you are you performing down there? Uh, the musical start around eleven thirty. Mm-hmm. Yes. Can you divulge anybody who might be playing that besides uh, yourself and maybe Mark? A- absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Jeremy Bunce will be playing guitar. Daniel Witherspoon will be playing some drums. Uh, uh, Rasan Graham, Ron Sun will be playing some percussion. Marla Harris will be coming down to sing some songs and um, uh, and some other folks. Yes, so yeah, absolutely. I think you you name just you know top guns here in, in in Jamestown, New York, in terms of performers. So yeah, that definitely sounds like in itself. Even if you're not, if you, I'm not a runner, I like walking. But if I'm like, I would come down just you know to take part in uh, hearing the music and everything that's happening. And which I mean, it would be appropriate given everything that Ryan uh, that Ron has uh, done with uh, promoting uh, music experience and performance here in the city. So it's a it can be kind of a it's a been varied interview here. But is there anything else that you'd like to talk about with Ron? A favorite story, perhaps, or or anything uh, about him that we should know? I I remember there was a time when um, there was a, a British jazz organ player who was coming to Erie. His name is Brian Auger, and Brian Auger had kind of a a reputation in the nineteen seventies and maybe early eighties, and he was called the Godfather of acid jazz. And I used to follow Brian Auger's music in the 70s. And then around 19, around 2000, I saw that Brian Auger was coming to Erie and playing a little bar on State Street called the Docksider. And, okay, I see, I see this in the paper, and it's like two days away. And so I'm thinking, I haven't thought about Ron Grant. I haven't thought about Brian Auger in years. And I thought, here he's going to just be in Erie. i got to go see him. So I thought, I don't want to go alone. So I called Ron. And I said, Ron, do you want to go see Brian Auger in uh, Erie? And he goes, 
Ron Hoggard's Oblivion Express? And I said, <laughs> I mean, he knew it right away, you know. <laughs> and I said, yeah. He said, absolutely. So we hopped in the car that Wednesday night and drove out to Erie and, and saw Brian Auger in this club, and it was just fantastic. And Ron immediately approached Brian Auger and, you know, for, for a while was trying to work to get him to come to Jamestown. You know, he, that, that was something he wanted, but he just gets so blown away. But the fact that Ron dropped whatever he did to pursue music. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, I got to go that. And then Brian Auger came back a year later and we took some Infinity students to go see it. We took, um, I don't, you weren't around at the time. I, I can't remember where, no, I where you might have been, but my son Mitchell went and uh, we Beautiful. took Daniel Witherspoon. I still have photographs from that night. And of course, we met the people in the band, but you know, that was the thing. Ron said, we got to get some kids there. We got to get some kids. I remember him taking kids to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah, you know, that was just one That's of the right. sort of outreach things he did. You know, we got to get Infinity to perform at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I was there for that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. There must, I think there was another uh, festival happening around that same weekend, and we were in Cleveland just by chance and said, well, let's go. Let's go see Infinity play. So, yeah, we were at yeah. that show. Wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man, that, that, it's like one of those things. That was uh, 2003, I think. Yeah, that yeah. could have been. I, I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. All those years sort of blend together. Exactly. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. So, wow. But he always found venues, and, and that was one of the, the, like I said, one of his legacies that he, you know, he pulled kids who would have never met before, like my son, and then Daniel Witherspoon, and uh, uh, Jeremy, you know, all these kids, and then people from, from different schools and different ages who might not have known each other, wouldn't have played with each other because, you know, a, a seventh or eighth grader would play with a senior in high school. Oh, no, that wouldn't happen. But Ron would make that work because the common bond with all of them was music. So he constantly blurred the lines and broke down those walls, which we have and what a, what a great testament to to this guy to have that vision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Steve, do you have any uh, story that you can share? Ron just really took me under his wing and got me my first job at Chautauqua Institution, washing dishes <laughs> at the uh, Athenaeum Hotel. And after that summer, <clears throat> I told Ron... I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> I, I can't do this. And um, he said, well, let me talk to Keith Schmidt. Um, Keith ran the amphitheater. And for the next few summers, I worked at the amphitheater. And, I mean, being a young knucklehead who didn't drive, Ron would take me to and from um, Chautauqua many times. And, you know, I mean, just that that bond that we had was, was just amazing. And, I mean, the... Mm-hmm. introducing me to so many of the upper echelon musicians in the in the area and bringing other you know uh professional musicians you know uh international touring musicians um to to he brought them to Jamestown to work with us and you know just took our level of musicianship you know took it through the roof and just the experiences that we would have never and opportunities that we would have never experienced with without him so Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Tell you, t- 
telling me about how he would give you a ride to work. I mean, he's someone that he looked out for the kids in this. Absolutely. He still is. But I looks out for the kids in this area. And, you know, you don't find people who are able to just work with any kids they come across and, you know, find that, you know, that special thing within each of them that, you know, they can combine together. And that's really, that's, that's special. That's so special. I, I also remember him carting me around um, in the, the early days and when, when the fundraisings and, and whatnots were happening for, for the Infinity Program. Um, all these events he would take me to and I would set up a keyboard and a microphone and I would sing and play for different functions and whatnot for different um, funders. And it, it just brings back so many memories. Yes. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for both of you coming in today. Thanks, Thanks, Julia. Thanks for having us.